Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And this doctor called and, and said to this pastor, would you come and see this man? See, he didn't even know because he's not one of his church members. He did and only came occasionally. So he had no knowledge that the man was even in the hospital. But the, his physician called and said to him, Reverend, I'll just be honest with you and tell you the truth about the matter. We've done all we can do for him, medically speaking, and there's no reason for him to die. But the man is dying because he's lost his will to live. And I would say that he'll not live. I would say that unless you, could you come and talk to him? If you can't, some way or another, you know, change his will, I'd say that he'll be dead from three to five days. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on doing the works of Jesus, Volume 1. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. So then here comes Jesus. Here are these five porches uh, full of these people. We'd call them sheds, you know, in our thinking today. And notice that uh, here was a certain man which had an infirmity... Thirty and eight years. Now, evidently, he, because he was there on his bed, but evidently he could get up. He might have, and he must have been slow about it, not good use of his body, because he said, Sir, I have no man when the water's trouble to put me in the pool. See, he needed help then to get in. So while I'm coming, and then maybe there's somebody helped him. I don't know. While I'm coming, another step is down before me. Now then it says here, when Jesus saw him lie, he knew, he knew that he had been now a long time in that case, or we would say in that condition. How did he know it? Well, somebody said, well, Jesus was the son of God and he knew everything. No, you're wrong. He was the son of God. But he didn't know everything because he's the son of God because the Bible tells us that when he came into this world, he stripped himself of his mighty power and glory. Another translation said he laid aside his mighty power and glory. You see, it was only after that he was anointed, as we read from Acts 10, 38, with the Holy Ghost that he began to do these things. So it was the Holy Ghost that told him then, wasn't it? I said, wasn't it? That was a manifestation of the word of knowledge. He had knowledge supernaturally of that man's condition, you see, and that he'd been there a long time. So then he walked up to him and said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? Or in other words, in our modern usage, he said, Will you be made whole or will you be healed? That's a pretty good question to ask folks, isn't it? Will you be healed? You get all kinds of answers when you ask them. But did you know that your will has something to do with whether you're healed or not? Huh? You see, healing for the physical body is in the same plan of God as is the new birth, the remission of sins. Because Jesus not only bore our sins, the Bible tells us he took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? doesn't it? Well, does your will have anything to do with you being saved and born again? Certainly. 
The Bible said, whosoever will, let him come. Take the water of life freely. Hallelujah. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Talking about the door of your heart. And knock. If any man will, if any man will, if any man will open the door of his heart, I'll come in. Hallelujah. And sup with him and he with me. Hallelujah. Will, or in our usage, will you be made whole? Will you? In other words, what Jesus said, it's, it's, it, a whole lot of it is up to you. Will you be made whole? Someone was just speaking to me recently about a person that I know, born again, spirit-filled person, that, and the doctors didn't know why, suddenly developed some physical problems and so on and so forth, and had to be rushed to the hospital and so on. And, and the doctors themselves said, I'll tell you the truth about the matter, they'd never lived if they hadn't had such a strong will. They will to live. They ought to die. That's what the doctor said. They ought to die. But they're all right. Praise God. Well, now your will does have something to do with it. Praise the Lord. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? I know, I know right here in Tulsa. One time I was here in the hospital, you know, and uh, a doctor said to me, and he said to me, Brother Higgin, I, I hate to ask you, but uh, I, I know you know this person. Indirectly, I did know him. I knew, I knew the woman's brother real well. And he said, uh, now, now she's, she's virtually dead. She is dying. There's no use for it, no need for her to die. The only reason in the world she's dying, now she has been through a whole lot, and medically speaking now, she should not die. But she's lost her will to live. And I've talked to her. She, she's a born again, spirit-filled Christian. Remember one of the full gospel churches right here in the city. And she's lost her will to live. And I've tried to talk to her, but I haven't been able to help her because I know there's no medicine. There's nothing's going to help her now unless something happens that changes her will. And uh, would you, would you come and talk to her and pray with her? I said, yeah, I will. And, uh, you know, I recognized the woman. He told me who she was, and I recognized her. Then the moment I saw her, like I said, I knew her brother real well, a special friend of mine. And, and so I talked to her just a little bit, laid hands on and prayed, and bless the Lord, she's out and home three days' time. I've seen her since. She's still alive and well after I said, well, let's see, I, it's about 13 years. After about 13 years, well, she's still alive and well. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But now you see, like Dr. Hunter Eager said, said she would have died. There's no doubt about it. She is dying. But she don't have to. I was holding a meeting for another pastor, a friend of mine in another state, and and we were sitting visiting one day in the postage and a doctor and wasn't a member of his church. But he knew that this man, he, he wasn't really a member of his church, but he had written down when he was admitted to the hospital his church preference and this was his church preference. He did come there. So I mean, it was a Christian man. And this doctor called and, and said to this pastor, would you come and see this man? See, he didn't even know because he's not one of his church members. He really didn't, and only came occasionally. So he had no knowledge that the man was even in the hospital. But the, his physician called and said to him, Reverend, I'll just be honest with you and tell you the truth about the matter. We've done all we can do for him, medically speaking, and there's no reason for him to die. But the man is dying because he's lost his will to live. And I would say that he'll not live. I would say that unless you could, could you come and talk to him? If you can't, some way or another, you know, change his will, I'd say that he'll be dead from three to five days. Well, the pastor went to visit him. He said, how'd he come out? I don't know because I was only there a few days and left. Never did, you know, before the five days up I was gone. 
And so I never did find out. But I know this much. Uh, I, I believe the pastor would be able to help him. Praise God. So, so your will has a lot to do with, with everything about you, doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? Yes, it certainly does. And so he said, will, you know, King James, will thou be made whole or will you be healed? Will you? Well, I sure hope I will. Well, you won't because you don't get healed hoping. Well, how do you get healed then? Believing. Believing. Well, what is believing? Well, look at Mark eleven twenty four. It's the best commentary on the subject there is. What things have you desire? Well, in this case, your desire would be healing. When you pray, believe that you'll receive and ye shall have. Well, the King James said, believe you receive them, the desires, and you'll have them. I keep saying it. I'm going to keep on saying it because few folks catch on to it once in a while. See, in this case, healing then. So what did he say? All right, if you desire healing, we'll substitute healing for desires, you see. When you pray, believe that you'll receive healing and you shall have healing. Isn't that simple? That's so simple that folks stumble over the simplicity of it. Believe that you'll receive healing and ye shall have healing. Yeah, I've had people tell me when I said that, yeah, but I'm not healed yet. I said, I know it. You see, notice that. Look at that verse again. Listen to it. You see, this is the unalterable law of faith. It is never altered, never changes. There can't be anything else in the Bible that would contradict this verse. If it is, the whole Bible's a lie. Throw it away. And there's nothing that does. It's all line with it, isn't it? Now listen. Believe that you receive healing and ye shall have healing. Same thing be true concerning finances. Same thing be true whatever else you're praying about. Believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Believe that you receive, in this case, believe that you receive healing and you'll have healing. Now, when is it that you have your healing? After you believe you receive your healing. When do you believe that you receive your healing? Before you have your healing. Isn't that right? Well, in connection with this, let's stop and analyze some of this. Because, you see, this has something to do with it. Like I said, there's a manward side and a Godward side to every victory. Hallelujah. To every answer to prayer, there's a manward side and a Godward side. You have to do your part. He does his part. But like one fellow said, this sometimes is sort of like a checker game, a game of checkers. You see, God wants to move, but he can't move until you make your move first. It's not his move. Your move is to believe that you receive healing. His move is to see that you have healing. That's what I saw when I was on the bed of sickness 40 some odd years ago. 47 years next month. That's what I saw. They're paralyzed. I said, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. What I've got to do is start believing that I receive healing from my heart while my heart's still not beating right. I got to believe I receive healing for the paralysis while I'm still lying here paralyzed and haven't moved a peg. I got to believe I receive healing for the incurable blood disease. Somebody said, well, I wish I'd get that to work for me. Well, it won't. It won't work for you by, by wishing. It works for you by believing. Just like when we first started here. In October, two years ago, there was a young man the very first month in October came here. 
Wasn't even a Christian. Wasn't even saved. Now, since then, he has been. But he wasn't even saved. But he came with his mother from Florida, sat right over here to my right. He's 27 years old. He's going to college. He's being educated to be a lawyer. He had a growth on his arm that suddenly flared up. And he went to the doctors and they ran tests on it and found out it to be the very worst kind of cancer there is. Wanted to take his arm off immediately. Well, he said, no, he can't take my arm off. Well, he said, you'll be dead in 30 days. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I have a tremendous package for you on finances. Obedience and finances by my dad, how God taught me about prosperity by dad, and biblical keys to financial prosperity by my dad, Kennedy Hagan, in my book, Overflow. Living life, uh, above life's, life's limits. limits. You know, a lot That's of people right. are limited, and you're limited by your finances. That's right, you, you can't are. Do it. So, hey, we can, oh, we can live in the overflow. Now, I want you to get a hold of these because they're going to change the way you thinking, do things. Yes. They're going to change your thinking. They're going to change your outlook on, on, on prosperity. Yes. So, hey, I want you to get a hold of these because they are important and they will help you to have a better life. That's right. And, and God wants you to have a better right. life. That's right. And, you know, the retail value of that is $28.80 and we are offering them for $19.95. Oh, that's a good, that's, that's a almost good, $9 off. That's $8.85 right. that's cents off. It oh, my is. goodness. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, more from Brother Hagen. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.